How are you guys doing today? As always, I'm hoping you're super well, that you're happy, healthy, and rocking the start of this new month of October. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Leave the Bubble, where we talk about expanding our comfort zones, dealing with changes and embracing challenges in life, as well as staying curious and in general trying to grow as a person. Last week, we discussed the matter of our personal finances and asked ourselves whether or not we were financially responsible and setting ourselves up for long-term success. It was a brand new category here on this podcast, which definitely required me to step a little outside of my comfort zone. But hey, that's precisely what we're here to do, right? <laughs> I hope that the small tips and general insights into potential saving plan options like EDFs or Roth IRAs, etc. and tackling our retirement early gave you the needed spark to make yourself a little bit more familiar with this so crucial topic. So if you haven't yet checked the episode out or would like to go over it once again, I highly recommend you to go back to episode 46. Am I financially responsible? And give it a thorough listen. (laughs) But now let's dive straight into this week's topic where we'll talk about taking action, stepping out of our comfort zone and fighting hesitations, especially when it comes to trying out new things. Are we starting something to learn or are we instead learning as much as possible about the subject first in order to then start? Now, venturing into a new hobby, starting a business or getting back into the dating market, whatever it is we're doing or trying to do, when it's something new to us, it's completely natural to be a little nervous and hesitant at first. I mean, it only makes sense, right? We are unfamiliar with something, we don't know exactly what to expect, and so we try to increase our odds as much as possible to be able to face any potential challenge that might be thrown our way. After all, fear of the unknown is sometimes seen as the greatest fear of all, and something that's much worse than any adversity we know of. What am I trying to say? I get it. It's never easy to start something from scratch, jumping with both feet into the deep end and seeing if we sink or are able to swim. The mistake, however, most people make is wanting to do something, especially if it's a childhood dream or a professional ambition or conquering a personal challenge, yet never actually executing on it. Too often it happens that we are looking too far ahead, trying to map out potential outcomes and hypotheticals on how to stay clear from well-known traps or pitfalls. In other words, we're focusing on steps 2, 3, 4, 5, 16, 49, 137, (laughs) instead of centering in on the most important one of all, starting. As the so commonly used phrase suggests, step number one is in fact taking that first step. 
Just start because when you focus on all the open questions you have, thinking 100 steps ahead, you can easily become overwhelmed trying to find calming answers for all of your open hypotheticals. Instead, take it easy, one step at a time. Trust me, learning by doing is not only a cool slogan people use to avoid studying, (laughs) it really is invaluable when it comes to progressing in any craft, any hobby, or any new skill you're trying to acquire. Take that first step, see where you are, what you've learned, and then take that next step and use that next step to reassess, adapt, and learn. You need to start in order to learn. To make this a little more tangible, let's think of a business. One of the most common, proven, and used strategies when it comes to building your venture is called the lean startup method. All it means is to shorten product development cycles by learning as quickly as possible about the viability of a business idea, a product in general, or a service. And this is done by creating a so-called MVP, a minimum viable product. This is basically a rudimentary, extremely basic representation of what the finalized end product would look like in the starting phase. That's good enough to be an accurate portrayal of what you aim to achieve, but at the same time not too complex, which takes up a lot of time and resources to create. What you want to do is to showcase your MVP and gather feedback on it. Then apply that feedback, adapt your product, and once again put the MVP number two out there. Gather feedback on that and so on. This way you are making real-time adaptions to your product which reflects your customers' needs and wishes which eliminates the potential nightmare situation of spending thousands if not millions of dollars on a seemingly winning idea, which in fact has no market or is not meeting the standards wanted by your target audience. Remember that while an idea can be thrilling and exciting and maybe even completely innovative and in your mind disruptive, ideas per se are worthless if not put to action. If you never execute any business idea you have, then your so-called good idea, in quotes, was literally nothing. Start, test, and see other people's reactions. Then you'll know how to proceed from there. (laughs) Now, of course, this is very businessy, so I apologize for that. But the core concept of the MVP is applicable everywhere. Let's take dating as another example. You can read all the dating books you want, watch YouTube videos of pickup artists or dating coaches, and learning is great and all, but if you never learn how to talk to anyone, let alone your crush, you'll never get over that feeling of nervousness to just being able to open your mouth. You won't learn how to best deal with certain situations, maybe pass some tests or to make your move and seal the deal, regardless if it means asking them out on a date, kissing them, or taking things one step further. Just like everything else in life, you need time, patience, and perseverance to master something. Practice as much as possible. Get your hands dirty, because... 
as the world-famous American author and motivational speaker Zig Ziglar used to say, you don't have to be great at something to start, but you do have to start to be great at something. Now, I've talked a little bit about taking action and being proactive in episode 5, being active versus being passive, which was a story of the time I locked myself out of a public garage where I left my friend's car and started ringing on nearby doorbells to see if anyone could help me out as it was a Sunday. Now, that was being proactive because of a sense of urgency. Whereas in most other cases, it's really a shift we need to be able to make within our mindset. I believe you're all ambitious and success-driven people. Fair, some more than others. But I don't believe in the fact that not a single person in this world would feel great when they are able to conquer a fear, face a challenge and win, or experience some sort of success in their lives, regardless how big or how small for that matter. Not taking action, waiting and postponing that first step will never get us closer to succeeding. Starting does. <laughs> when was the last time you heard of someone making it without doing anything? Have you ever heard of an elite athlete that doesn't train multiple hours a day just to get a little bit better than they were the day before? or of a businessman or a successful entrepreneur that didn't grind it out for years, sacrificing long nights and personal time to dedicate everything they had on their business? Or have you heard of a successful ladies' man that has never, not even once, <laughs> approached a woman and made his move? Action is always better than inertia. Stagnating, standing still, trying to figure things out in your head and playing our hypothetical scenarios will never get us as far as literally physically moving forward. But we do need to make that first step. And hey, lose that fear of perfection. Most likely every single one of us has failed at first when trying out something new. Don't put pressure on yourself to get it right from the get-go. It just doesn't happen. Forget about the paralysis of analysis Get that first step in and move on from there. Mistakes are extremely valuable teachers that we should never ignore because at the end of the day, learning firsthand from a mistake will teach you a lot more than trying to learn from a hypothetical because you never really know the impact of an action, a consequence until you experience it yourself. Use the opportunity to learn from your mistakes. Get better with time and appreciate those learning moments. Because once you see mistakes as opportunities for growth, your life will change completely. Guys, trying to prematurely figure things out without actually doing something about it is, in my opinion, a bad way to go. Now, don't get me wrong, there is absolutely no problem in expanding your current knowledge base with additional material, getting some theoretical frameworks in, or gathering some inspiration from experts in the field. In fact, combining it with your actions and first-hand experiences is what will skyrocket you to the next level. But don't forget about step one. It really is the most important one of all, so just start, and you'll see how you'll progress from there. I want to thank you for sticking around until the end of the episode. 
I immensely appreciate you for it, and I hope you took something out of these past minutes. I wish you all the best in getting started, tackling that new hobby, jumping into the next big opportunity, and creating slash expanding your own skill set by doing. Get your hands dirty and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. But for now, I wish you a fantastic month of October. Good luck in everything you do. And as always, please stay safe, stay healthy. And hey, don't be afraid to leave your bubble.